Hey friends, welcome back to the Patriot Podcast. I'm your host, Jess, and today I have my friend Geraldine Jeppe on, and I'm probably totally saying her last name wrong, so forgive me if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. This is my friend Geraldine. She runs multiple businesses. She's an impact-focused, sustainable web agency that she's the owner of that, and she has launched multiple offers and startups. She is a slowpreneur. And she has won many entrepreneurial contest prizes over her years and was incubated and also known as a local, um, very well-known incubator. So I'm super stoked to get to talk with her. We're going to find out about what an incubator is and does. We're going to find out about what a slowpreneur is, all of the good juicy details, and I'm super stoked for it. So let's get into it, shall we? All right, my friends, welcome back. I told you about my beautiful friend, Geraldine, who we're going to get the opportunity to talk with today, and she is here. I'm super excited for this conversation. Geraldine, thank you for being here with us and talking with me today. I'm looking forward to hearing your stories. Thank you for having me. I'm super stoked about this. I want to, I'm dying to hear about this, okay, because in your questionnaire that you sent back to me, you said that you shifted from busy business to slowpreneurship. Yes. How that impacted you and your business. So mm-hmm. just jump right on in. Um, let's, I want to know what slowpreneurship is, how you discovered it and came upon it and implemented. So take us back to the beginning. Let's hear it. <laughs> yes. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me, Jess. Um, yeah, I will definitely jump into the beginning. Um, I'm coming from, you know, the web tech startup, you know, um, you know, environment ecosystem here in Montreal, in Quebec, Canada. And uh, I was running all over the place. I started um, even another venture like three years ago with some partners. And then I was extra busy, you know, I was like, when I say extra busy, like I was sleeping like less than three hours (laughs) 
oh my right? That's and not that like, was like busy. that's like over busy. <laughs> exactly. So that was a regular routine. And back then when I started that startup, I just had my son. My son was one and I was just like, that's okay. I'll make it up to him. I'll make it up to my husband as well. You know, you always say like, you can postpone things and that's okay. Um, and I was so, I mean, I was excited. Um, I was, you know, doing so many things. And for me, that was back then that was my normal. But then I got diagnosed with cancer. And instead of posing everything, I even went even further into the busyness of work. Um, and then I realized, you know what? Uh, I don't think it's the healthy way to manage that. Right. Uh, and then I decided, you know what? That was a great journey. I accomplished a lot of things uh, in the startup ecosystem, but I think it's no longer um, viable especially because I wanted to prioritize um, after everything I went through with, with the disease, uh, just to make sure to prioritize my family, you know, time counts, uh, especially for little ones because they're growing that fast. And so that's the reason why I jumped into slowpreneurship. And for me, slowpreneurship doesn't mean that you're lazy or you're doing nothing. Right. In the, it's quite the opposite, actually. It's just to make sure that you create like an entire system for you so that you can afford to slow down, to take the time that you need for yourself um, as a human being, like for health reason, for mental reason, or just for the sake of, you know, sharing the time that you want with your loved ones. And that's, I think, for me, especially in the fast fast-paced world that we're living in, we're, li we're currently living, I think it's important. It's important just to slow down. And I think during this very specific um, and very hard uh, pandemic season, um, I think I realized that it's possible. It's possible, you know, to slow down, but to still have like a viable and strong business, but to work less. Um, and also what I usually, <laughs> what I usually say, um, in terms of definition for slowpreneurship is that we are living in a world where busyness is king. Uh, reality is, it's not because you're busy that you're productive or effective in your business in general or in your life, in your day-to-day. -day. You're not present, you know, and sharing the time that you want with someone that you want to spend your time with. And I think for me, slowpreneurship, it was to, you know, get back to that, get back to, family time, what's precious to me, time with my loved ones, time with myself as well, you know? Um, and so that's the reason why I, you know, deep dive into that. <laughs> right, right. No, that totally makes sense. I think that, um, and I don't know why, but I didn't realize that you were a cancer survivor as well. So air high five, girlfriend. <laughs> I think that there's something about having to deal with any sort of health issue, especially ones as scary as any kind of cancer. Mm. I'd like to say that it kind of broke my given F switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because some of the things that I really cared about before are not as important to me anymore. It's mm -hmm. the spending time with the babies, being available for the husband. Uh, my husband's a wildland firefighter. And so he could leave any time to be gone for work for several days, weeks on end. So being able to have a business where I can set my own schedule and be available to do those things. And most yes. importantly, as you said, to take time for myself to be able to heal 
and yeah. focus on what I needed to do to get over the cancer stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> totally. So I, I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. So would you say that, would you have had this shift if you had not had that diagnosis? I think I would have shifted anyways, because it's not viable and this is not healthy, right? Right. I mean, I do remember when I was um, incubated in one of the most uh, brilliant incubator here in Montreal, Next AI. I mean, everybody was praising to be super busy. uh, And then some people, especially um, men, they were, you know, kind of gloating, saying that, oh, I don't have to take care of my kids. And I was just like, I felt, you know, guilty because I was here like almost 24 hours seven instead of being with my family. And I would have rather be with my family back then, right? right? And because it's a very masculine environment, I was very shy to say like, I'm a mom and I still do all the work that I have to do for my startup to work back then. And also my mom work because right. I was sleeping even less because my son was not sleeping at night. So right. I realized that, you know, even if I think about it, and even if I wouldn't have been sick, I would have shift things just for the sake of spending the time that my son deserved, right? He didn't ask for anything. And I think at least he should deserve like to have some quality time with moms and daddy, like a normal kid. (laughs) Yeah. And and I love that you... um... Sometimes people will think, oh, I can make it up to him. I can make it up to him. I can make it up to him. And you miss so many important milestones and key things that are little things to us, but are big things to them because they're little and they're going through life and learning all of the stuff. And I love that you, um, that you figured that out for yourself before it was too late to where it was like, oh, now there's been like damage done. <laughs> I mean, but there's totally. been times when people have that happen, right? Like you think I'm going to make it up to him, make it up to him, make it up to him before you know it. 15, 20 years have gone by and they're like moving out of the house. And it's like, well, what are you going to make up to him now? Are you going to like, you know, what do you, what do you do? So yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay. So part of being a slowpreneur, is that how you would say it? A slowpreneur? Yeah, I love that. that. Um, And to me, when you say slowpreneur, it doesn't sound like lazy or less work to me for what it sounds like to me is like super intentional, super Mm -hmm. intentional about where you Mm -hmm. show up, how you show up, Mm -hmm. um, the systems that you have in place to allow you that time and room to breathe and do stuff with the family while your business is still going and that kind of thing. So tell me about what that looks like for you. Like how, if someone wanted to shift into being a slowpreneur because they were tired and overwhelmed with all of the busy, the busy, busy, Mm -hmm. what would be the first steps that you would recommend for them to, to make this shift for themselves? I think the first step um, and the first thing I actually did myself was shift like shift my mindset that was the first thing like to realize that definitely I need to slow down like and there's a way to do it and believe that if I slow down my business will still survive for me back then that was impossible I was just like because I'm I'm from the hustle culture right and it took me still like a few like a, a moment 
to figure out like don't be scared you can still relax take right, your time and you, were, and you were a woman in a man's world exactly so it's not like you were given that space to be like okay i can step back and think about this so yes, yeah sorry keep going i didn't I and then <laughs> and then but that, this is exactly that so i figured you know what I'm not any less skilled because I'm slowing down. I'm still smart. I can figure that out. So that was the first step. Shift my mindset and believe that this is possible. Figure that my, even though I still believe that my business is my baby, that my family is the core thing that was essential to me. So that was the primary things that triggered me thinking that, okay, now what is the system, like the technical system that I can put together? coming from like a funnel, like what I like to call the magic funnel from getting my ads running on Facebook specifically, starting using some tools to create effective landing pages, um, you know, carts, like in order to make sure then I can get the money in as well, just to make sure that it's secure, that it's safe and that my clients are still happy with this new format. And this was also a part of recruiting the right team. Because even though I'm a techie girl, geeky girl, like I like everything, like name it, like all the kind of tools that you can find on the market, I've almost tried them all. I still do believe that you need human for you to grow. And um, that was one of, actually that was the hardest part, finding the right, building the right team. And it's still hard though, because um, with this specific season that we're in, um, it's still not as easy to find you know, the right resources that will fit your business culture, um, the match in terms of personality and the, the right fit as well. So I think what worked for me was like to mix the team, finding the right, the core resources that I needed, learn from them as well teach them what I know as well, and then making sure that I have the system in place, the technology to support me into this like working less, I will say right. kind of process. Right. Well, it fits all into your backend system stuff. So, so definitely shifting your mindset and it sounds like reorganizing your priorities is part of 100%. that. 100%. Yes. Part of that. And then finding the right tools yeah. And finding the right team members to help run those tools so that mm -hmm. you everything just working mm -hmm. smoothly. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yes. <laughs> We're talking my kind of language. I love to do stuff. I do a lot of automation stuff for my social media for that reason alone is so that I can have time to step back. Yeah. There's still stuff going out. I'm a one, I'm a one man band. So there's not a lot of stuff going out, but at least it's consistent. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, even if you are uh, a one woman show, um, back then I was doing everything as well for my client. And I realized even then you cannot do it all. Even from that, even from your passion, sometimes you need to step away as well. So that's the reason why actually I, I decided, you know what? It's not because I cannot do it on my own. I can do it, but do I have to? That was the question. Do yeah. I have to do it on my own? And I figured, no, I like to be surrounded with people, um, the right people in order to grow. And that for me was essential. I'm not saying that finding people is easy. It's not. Right. Um, but I had to learn. And for me, learning to, um, you know, onboard people took like a little 
you know, concentration, effort. Sorry, I have my little one. Okay. <laughs> this is a little one safe zone. We are a little one friendly here. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and he's the reason why I actually wanted to put all that into place because otherwise I will still, I will, I will still be working like days and nights. Yeah. It looks amazing. We. Okay. D'avoir papa deux secondes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. My listeners are very familiar with the fact that I have dogs and two grandbabies. And I mean, there's been a couple of times, which is why I stopped doing, like I said earlier, the, the uh, video clip ones, because sometimes he'll come in here and I have the background blurred. So you don't see the mess that is my office. And he'll come and stand like right here and put his head in and out like right behind me over my shoulder, whatever. So yeah, no worries. Anyhow. <laughs> so, but yeah. So, I mean, being a slowpreneur, it's for me um, stating that it's okay to be slow. It's okay to enjoy the time and it's okay, you know, to be, I wouldn't say complacent, but just like sometimes take that time just to breathe, just to sometimes do nothing which something I didn't know how to do. You're going to think it sounds crazy, but I never not do anything. I, I'm always up to something and I had to learn to be busy. And so that's the reason why I actually get myself into slowpreneurship in order to believe that things can be slow, but be good at the same time. Right. Yeah, no, that does not sound crazy to me as a, a mom and a grandma. I totally understand that from that aspect, as well as from the business aspect, but it's, you just get so used to go, 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 do, 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 mm -hmm. especially like when the kids are all gone and I have like a whole day to myself. Sometimes I'm like, like I'm at first I'll be like, okay, this is nice. I can just sit and do nothing. And then after like three or four hours, I'm like, Yeah, it's not right. Like rearrange the basement or maybe I should go like launch something new for my business. <laughs> Let's go find something. <laughs> and so you're not crazy. I totally understand. And get that. Um, so in your, um, in your notes, one of the things that you say is that you, um, you were incubated and a local renowned incubator. What does that mean? So back then, um, three years ago, I was a part of that startup and we were uh, a part of an incubator uh, dedicated to AI technology. Uh, it was fascinating. It was amazing. Uh, we learned so much. We met back then, like a lot of people and being incubated from um, in this incubator specifically, you know, broaden my vision on technology, like specifically on AI. Um, I'm not like a data scientist, but with my core team back then, we had to learn a lot of things, you know, by being in this incubator, figure out how we can make work data, how we can start recruiting data scientists, because trust me, they are not easy to find. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, being incubated was also for me, like a shift from being a solopreneur to like a team co-founder, co-founders and going back to uh, my current business again. So I had a lot of shifts. <laughs> right, right. So it was more like, um, because 
and I'm not from the corporate world, so it might be just a corporate term and I'm just not familiar with it. But when I saw that it was like incubated, like for me, incubated is like, you know, where you put your eggs under the lights so that they hatch <laughs> kind of thing. Well, or you have like a set, like um, a focus group doing something, but they're like quarantined together and they're not doing anything else. They're like here. But you know <laughs> That's what? That's why I was <laughs> In the comparison that you're making in terms of being, you know, in a kind of a cluster, um, being in an incubator as a startup, it, this is what it is because you are literally with over startup co-founders and founders, and then you hustle every single day, Monday to Sunday, just trying to take off your business off the ground. And it's not an easy thing to do because of course, there's the business, there's the startup and then you need to find the funds and the money to finance to fund it which is not easy um, especially around a pandemic and right. then you need also to manage your day-to-day -day life and this is not an easy task right as well as working with all of the different personalities of everybody else that's in that focus group exactly the wheels <laughs> exactly and so these incubators, usually the way they work is like you have access to the network, you have access to some learning courses eventually. Sometimes you can have access to funds. Funding is always to kickstart any kind of venture. You still need like a little bit of funds in order to start. Right. And then they are there for that. So and uh, we were back then part of multiple ones, but we learned a lot of things and I learned also what I don't want to repeat anymore right, right. And, <laughs> which I um you know what I I don't know if you heard about the book uh do less from uh Kate Northrup huh. um do it's an that. amazing book that talks about um femininity you know in business um which I was unfamiliar with until I read the book last year and it's just like run your business according to your to your cycle i'm still learning from it i'm not an expert at all but it's just that sometimes as women we have more energy to a certain time of the month oh, and sometimes are you talking we, about are you talking about um human design cycling there is a, a well there's aspect of human design into that but there's also women's cycle into that into the business into managing your own day-to-day -day life i say business but it would say day-to-day -day life yes. and i didn't know about this i didn't know that you could be more productive and more effective into anything that you want to start in your life basically based on your cycle and for me reflecting on my old days in the startup world I'm just like yeah I understand now why I was not a good right. fit for that world right no I love that I love that you're bringing that up and I'm going to do a shameless plug here for my girl Shaina um, aka mystic on Instagram and clubhouse she does human design um, and she, I actually did my, my user manual with her where I got my reading so that I could see how the energy cycle of my period flows go mm. um, so that I could incorporate that and work that with my business instead of against it. Now, before mm. I did that with her, I was aware of like following like the moon cycles for your energy. Mm -hmm. And I was aware of like seed, seed cycling for your hormones and such, mm -hmm. but I had never really put any of that stuff together and thought, 
oh, let's use, yeah, because if, you, if you're not a woman or if you are a woman who no longer gets your menstruation cycles, you can still go by the moon cycles and see the mm-hmm. same effect and how your energy ebbs and flows and like when to focus on, you know, setting your intentions, when to focus on your manifestations mm-hmm. and then when to focus on your action. And then when you focus on not doing anything and just mm-hmm. letting it all come together. So I love that you brought that up. <laughs> but you know what? I, that's funny that you're mentioning that I did my first reading actually this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a manifesting generator. I don't know if that's the right mm-hmm. term in English, but yeah. yeah, but, um, and I was, it was so interesting. Um, and everything that the reader, um, uh, shout out to Marie. Um, she was, she, she made me laugh because I posted something on Instagram and then she was reading what she, um, what she had to read through the, uh, the reading of the human design for me. And it was so aligned, you know, being slow, embracing, you know, uh, being at peace, you know, shifting things. Um, and then I was just like, that's the first time that I do that. I was just like, I'm on the right path, actually, in terms of, you know, using every, I will say, women, woman power to, to do good and do good as a human being, but for my business and for my loved ones, too. Right. No, I, I totally agree. And I love that. It's like when you, so for those listening that have not ever heard of human design or got a human design reading, I can't remember if I am a generator or a manifesting generator, but I know I'm one of those. And um, the, the, it's like, I don't know, picking up the Sunday newspaper back in the days and reading your astrology report for that day and having it be spot on to where mm-hmm. it's like, you're going to be moody or you're going to be tired today or X, Y, Z, and you're just like, I feel so called out right now. This is like, so Mm -hmm. me today. So getting these kinds of readings and learning how to work with your energy flow is like that. And it's been amazing. I've absolutely, Mm -hmm. I've absolutely loved it. She actually sent me an app that, um, I will message to you when we are done here. Mm -hmm. That is a really fun app. Um, let me see if I can pull it up and tell you here really quick. It's called Stardust. Okay. And it helps, I'll take you, it. It helps you track your cycle. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't have a cycle, it helps you track the phases of the moon. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny because it gives you little messages every day. And I had one the other day that was like, your period's about to start in three days. Today, your energy is going to be low. Crush like 12 carbs if you want. Don't murder anybody. <laughs> Love I was that. like, this app so knows me. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I no, I absolutely love, love, love that that is something that you incorporate into the slowpreneurship because again, yeah. it goes back to that whole being super intentional, shifting your mindset, reprioritizing what's important yeah. to you and putting yourself on that list of priorities as mm-hmm. well. Because mm-hmm. even though your main why is your baby, right? Your family, like you're still up there as well because you realized for yourself, like I can't keep up with this pace. Like yeah. I don't want to keep up with this pace. Yeah, hundred so, percent. Yeah, and and I think as women, um, I can't speak for every woman, but I do believe that we have that tendency to we check on everybody but ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we check ourselves at last. It doesn't mean that I don't love my family or anything or my business or anything, but it's just that sometimes we need that that time to take our energy back and just, you know, 
take it slow, reflect, and, you know, be there and present again for everybody that require our attention. We wear a lot of hats. We wear a lot of hats. I don't care if you're married or not married, kids, no kids, plant babies, fur babies, job, family, whatever it is, women, I think in general, we wear a lot of hats for a lot of different things. And um, there's a, a quote that I saw um, I think it was from Dr. Judy that had posted it on Instagram said something and I'm paraphrasing here because I don't remember it exactly. The mom fog brain is real today. (laughs) Um, But it says on there that like me taking me time is not me being selfish. It's me making myself a priority as well. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely loved that. I'll have to find it and tag you in it. Cause I was like, I love that because Mm. we don't, we don't take enough time for ourselves. So, okay. I will, I'll quit just gabbing on here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So tell me about, um, so you have a free guide to support entrepreneurs looking at slow, slowpreneurship for more serenity, abundance, and simplicity. So if we had people that were listening in today, um, of course, I'm going to have all of your contact information listed on this Mm -hmm. episode so that they can find you and get connected with you. But if they were feeling overwhelmed with what they're doing and how they're doing it right now, Mm -hmm. how, what would be the process? They would get a hold of you and access this free guide. What would they get in this free guide? And then where would they go for help after that? So this free guide was actually, I made it for myself first, but then the idea was just to share all the work that I've been doing for the last couple of years. And I didn't do that on my own. When I say didn't do that on my own, it means like I read so much, so many books in order to get there in terms of, you know, elevating my mindset, believing that all, you know, the limiting beliefs I have, they were still in my head, but I I can work on it. So there's like, pieces of exercises that you can do. There's some cheat cheat, especially if you want to start working less and get your business flowing and growing, then you also have tools in that guide and workbook. The reason why I call it guide and workbook is because there's like the core things that you need to maybe to learn or practice. And then you can also have exercises if you want to get into, you know, planning on how you can do that, how you can you know, go back to your business, check what you have and maybe see how you can integrate a little bit of slowpreneurship and make it simple, abundant, you know, and easy for you. That's the goal of um, that guide. Okay. Awesome. So it's kind of like a, if you are a visual learner, you have this way. And if you're more of an implementer, write stuff down and practice stuff, then you have the workbook to do it with as well. I love that. Okay. So if somebody were to go through this guide and do stuff and they were like, okay, I'm ready for the next step. Like this feels good. I'm happy with this. Then what would they, obviously would they would get in touch with you? And then how would you be able to help them from there? What kind of stuff is it that you're offering for them? That's super cool that you're bringing that up. Um, I'm opening my first, very first cohort uh, with a circle called the Circle of Slowpreneurs, or in French, Le Cercle des Slowpreneurs. Um, so much cooler in French. <laughs> <laughs> and the idea is to get like six person because I, I want to keep it small for starter, but just to, you know, share a bit of the knowledge and I And I had the chance actually to learn over the last uh, couple of years in terms of building the right mindset into slowpreneurship as well, making sure that 
of course, there are a lot of challenges in life, but you can put your business in your mind and your intention and take it slow, but still make it effective, right? And also learning about all the systems that you need that will help you automate and, you know, give you the time that you need for whatever you want to do, uh, even if it's spending more time with your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, your dog, whatever you like into that in this world. And this circle starting December 13, um, you'll be able to spend some time. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be live for this first cohort. Um, it's going to be meeting with me every two weeks. And then we're going to deep dive into that. Everything that you need to put in place in terms of creating something that will work for you and not against you okay okay so they would be meeting with you every two weeks so this sounds like something that if you're going to sign up and do it you need to be serious about implementing right yes because if you're meeting every two weeks i'm sure that there's going to be some homework stuff that is involved absolutely session and so um you know you wouldn't want to waste your time or their time if they're, you know, not going to commit. So if you are ready for change, definitely do this. If um, you're ready to get <laughs> slow. And yes. the reason why it's every two weeks, so that you also have the time, you know, you you, you need that time to reflect, yeah. to embrace the shift, to embrace the, the change as well, right? So right. that's the reason why it's going to be three months with me every two weeks. And then we're going to deep dive into your transformation. Love it. Love it. Okay. I'm so excited for this. I will be watching for when you start sharing about that so I can help share it and keep you all <laughs> six people. Um, so you posted on here in your notes that you are on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest. Where is your favorite place to hang out so that people know to find you there? At the moment, you can find me per email uh, at hello at geraldinegp.com. And you can also find me from time to time on Instagram, uh, even though I'm trying to kind of step a little bit back from Instagram, but you can find me there. <laughs> okay. Okay. So preferred contact then would be email. And I'll make sure I list your email in the episode notes so that people will have that to access. I always like to ask that because I'm on all the platforms as well. But I hang out the most on Instagram, Clubhouse, and Facebook. So I'm like, you can find me on LinkedIn and you can find me on Twitter. But if you try to message me or something there, I might not get it until like a week or two later <laughs> <laughs> because I don't go over there very often kind of thing. So, all right. Well, let's see. So that is all that we have on our questionnaire there. All right. So I want to know... Um, Okay, so you've shared with us how you got into slowpreneurship, what it means for you and how you're utilizing it and sharing and teaching others about it. Mm -hmm. So for those that are listening, what would be your parting piece of advice for them if they were on the fence of whether they thought that they were too busy or that there was a better way that they could be doing things? What it would be your, your tip for them? So... It's going to be a two-part piece, uh, okay. piece of advice. So the okay. first thing will be read the one thing. Um, if you haven't read it, read it. It will give you actually that sense of 
you taking the time to reprioritize what needs to be prioritized, right? Because some at some point, right, in a business, everything is a priority because you're busy, because you, but that's not true. Look at what's vital, look at what's essential, and the most important of all, look at what makes you happy. It's as simple as that. And then from there, just like take a little piece of paper and list your, you know, your limiting belief and then find the right the solutions that will help you actually to start your transformation and you know start working on your mindset. That's what I would, I would start with that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's a great tip. That's a great activity to do to get stuff rolling in the head get stuff figured out. So I love it. All right, Geraldine. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. It's been such an honor and a joy to get to talk with you more and to learn more about what you're doing. I absolutely love, love, love how we've talked about all of this. And I would love for you to come back sometime. We'll do a part two and talk more. That'll be fantastic. (laughs) Thanks again for having me, Jess. Not a problem. Not a problem. Thank you. And for everyone listening, thank you for showing up again, listening in to us here at the Picture It podcast, and we will see you all again soon. Hey friends, are we having fun yet? If you like what you're hearing here on the Picture It podcast, I'd ask for you to do a girl a solid. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button up there. Go ahead and turn on your notifications. That way you'll be the first to know when a new episode drops. If you would like to connect with me to say hi, to give me some topic ideas, or to come on as a guest speaker, please do. You can connect with me on Facebook or on Instagram at jwilsonpix. That's J-W-I-L-S-O-N-P-I-X. 